Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I want to thank you so much for listening. This is our 59th episode. We've got one more in the season. We'll be taking a break for a week or so, and then we will be back for season two, which is going to feature a lot of my wife, which I'm really excited. We're going to dive into some couples things, some dating things, some marriage things, some communication stuff, uh, parental stuff. I mean, we're going to get into it. So I think it's going to be a good time. And uh, as we approach 100,000 streams, I think we're at like 96,000 now. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much and invite you to, to partner with us as we continue to try to put out content for all of you guys, you know, between uh, YouTube, Instagram, here on the podcast. Uh, we're doing a lot socially and that's really just helping us ramp up for the in-person gatherings, which are my favorite, uh, which will be happening in 2023. Going to be planning a lot of cool stuff. I have a few trips left in the year, so head over to my website, shanewinnings.com. You can check my itinerary, and if I'm going to be in any city near you, you should totally come out, um, hear a message, uh, see people get healed and delivered and saved, and and come say, hey, I'd love to meet you. So. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support us financially, you could do it at the link in the description of this podcast or at shanewinnings.com. Just hit the give button. Let's get into this. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, this book that I've been writing. I'm writing my second book right now. It is almost done. Manuscript is due here in the next week or so. And uh, I was really, I wanted to share a little bit from a chapter that I just completed where I was talking about um, when I first started really running after the things of the Spirit, and I pray that it encourages you. I pray that it inspires you. Um, and so I actually just want to kind of dive into that. I called it Holy Spirit Boot Camp, and I was really talking about when I first got born again and was on fire, and I started praying for like everyone that I met. I mean, I was praying for so many people. My, my goal each day was how many people can I lay hands on? How many people can I, can I touch and, and pray for in the name of Jesus? Because I just, I believe, and I still believe this, that there is, there's power in the name of Jesus, and there's power when we get to lay our hands on someone in agreement of prayer, when they give you permission to pray for them. And uh, I was talking about how I was just a couple months born again, and I was seeing radical miracles. I was giving very accurate words of knowledge and, and, and prophecy, prophesying over people, um, things that were, that I just had no business knowing, you know, other than God. And what I really honed in on in the beginning of this chapter is what began to happen to me, because people would begin to say things like, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're so anointed, you have such a gift, like you're so incredible at this, or, you know, Shane the healer, or whatever, just little things that were meant to be kind, but they can be very detrimental to a new believer, because someone who is newly born again, and this is really for anyone, but especially a new believer, because they're still working out their identity, like they're brand new, you know, I was still pacifier in my mouth, baby Christian, just a few months old, and I'm seeing all these amazing things because I'm just believing the Lord for them and I'm running after them. But when you start getting a lot of compliments like that, it can really get into your mind. 
even if you don't want it to. Um, I, I remember when I wasn't born again, I was very prideful, and I, I hid my pride. I wasn't outwardly prideful, but inside I was very prideful. I know my own heart, and I know the way that I would think about myself and that I would compare myself to others or whatever. Um, I, I lifted for prideful reasons. I, everything I did was selfishly motivated. Um, and I tried to never show that because I didn't want to give off that appearance. I also know that I'm not a fan of prideful people. Um, even though inwardly I was prideful, I never showed it. Um, and so I, I really tried to hide that. And so when I got born again, I actually hated pride. I stopped working out for a whole year when I got born again. Literally the year of 2016, I maybe went in a weight room one time uh, at the police academy before class. It was like God just removed the desire because I had used to work out for myself. And while my character was being formed, I didn't want anything to do with anything that would get me in a prideful place. And so I'm actually like intentionally trying to walk in humility. But what happened is I would see all these crazy miracles. I'd give these words of knowledge and people would begin to say kind things, but it got into my mind. And this is what can happen if you're not careful, if you're not on your guard. And I remember one day I, was, I prayed for someone. I don't even remember what happened, but they got healed. It was really cool. I think it was, it was at like the mall or something. And this thought ran through my head. Yeah, they got healed because I'm so anointed. And I was instantly like, ew, like where did that come from? And God immediately addressed it. He said, Shane, do you really feel that way? And I was like, no, like, no, I don't feel that way, God. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. And he was like, you need to make sure that you stay on top of this. Like, you need to, to continually give me the glory, give me the praise so that you don't get caught in this place of trying to receive what's been done. And uh, it was a very marking moment for me in my walk with the Lord. It's important to know, like, in your flesh, you're capable of sin. Uh, the enemy will try to tempt you with ways of thinking. You know, not every thought that comes through your head is yours, and I've talked about this a lot. Um, so whether that was my own flesh trying to rise up or, uh, you know, that was a, an intrusive thought from the enemy trying to see if I would partner with it, either way, I wanted nothing to do with it, and God addressed it. It's almost like even even though whether it was my thought or not, God was like, hey, do you do you feel this way? And that's because he's a perfect father. And this revelation that I had when I was typing this chapter was that, you know, the psalmist said, he said, search me, you know, know me, look, look at my heart, look at my mind, know my ways, know my intentions, know my thoughts, like examine me, God. And to the sinner, that is a terrifying thing. This is the revelation that I got. To someone who is a sinner, who is not born again, you need to know that God is not concerned with this outward appearance that you project or portray. He sees your intentions. He knows your motives. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at your mind and, and the thoughts that you're having and what you're trying to carry out. He's not look so like I think about me before I met the Lord when I was totally prideful on the inside, but I, I made it look like I wasn't on the outside. God was not fooled by that. He saw it. And as a sinner, that is terrifying because you know, oh my gosh, God sees right through all of my mess, all of my junk, 
uh, the facade that I put up. God sees my heart and he sees my thoughts. He knows them like he searches and examines me. But to the believer, to the Christian, it is so comforting to know that God does that. Why? Because of that story that I just told you. God was being a good father. He was keeping me accountable and he was keeping me pure. He was keeping me on the narrow path. When I get a thought like that that rises up and he goes, Shane, do you really feel like that? I mean, it is comforting for me to know that God is looking out for me. Like he's not just going to let me live however I want. He's not just going to let me think that however I want to. And add on to the fact that I'm praying constantly and saying, Lord, please search me. Please examine me. Please reveal any way in me that's not like you so that I can be like you. I want to be like you. I want to be like Jesus. Please help me. And it is a comforting thing to have that. It would be terrifying to me as a Christian to not have God leading and guiding me because then I would be left to figure it out myself. And so if you're a believer and, and you want God to rebuke you, and discipline you, and chasten you, and, and, and correct you, and lead and guide you like the good Father, and Lord, and Master that He is, then ask Him to do it, and listen when He does. I'm telling you, I have really not struggled in that area since that day. Of course, thoughts will come up, you know, uh, the enemy will lie to me, or whatever, and I just don't entertain those, because I've, I haven't seen everything, by, by any means, but I've seen enough to know that God is real and that I'm telling you, when you cast demons out of people or break them off of people or whatever, you, you, you do deliverance, that is spiritual warfare playing out right in front of your face. Like when, when a demon talks to you through another person, I mean, that's about as real as it gets. That's as close as you'll get to seeing the supernatural realm unless God like opens the eyes of your heart and you see, you know, what's happening in the spiritual realm because there are real things happening invisible realms that we can't see but when you do deliverance you get a up close and personal front seat view of the supernatural and if you are in pride you're going to get destroyed and people aren't going to get free like deliverance is is insane and so after doing so many deliverances and praying for people to be healed and all this stuff and going through my own spiritual warfare battles, you know, with my wife and her health and, and just, you know, you guys know my testimony, but people trying to kill me when I was a police officer. You go through enough stuff like that and it keeps you humble because you realize that you are not in control of anything. You are not the master of anything. Any authority that you have comes from Christ. Like, in your flesh, you're, you're nothing. In your flesh, you would be defeated by one demon. But with the Spirit of God inside of you, you can defeat all of hell because God will never be overcome, and He lives in you. Like, th there's this fine line of walking in authority and walking in total humility and submission to the Lord. And you can't get those mixed up, or you'll get big-headed, you'll get puffed up in your knowledge and in your anointing, and all of a sudden, you'll start to think it's because you're awesome. You pray the right way. You say the right things. It has nothing to do with us. We are simply stewarding the gifts that we've been given by God. And he's the one who gives us faith in the first place. Remember, he's the author of our faith. We talked about this in past episodes. And, uh, and so there's no place for pride. And if you have a good, perfect father and, and you're allowing him to father you, he will keep you. 
from slipping into that place. And that is a, that's a wonderful thing. And so I opened up the chapter really sharing about that. But then I started talking about um, seeing all these crazy things and all these miracles that I saw. And, you know, I was explaining how it felt like I was running on a treadmill and Jesus was in front of me and I was just holding on to his shirt. You know, like I could barely keep up. And as he increased in speed, the only thing that was keeping me going was holding on to him. And uh, I felt like I was going through some Holy Spirit boot camp because I was just seeing these crazy, crazy things after only walking with him for a certain amount of time. But I learned, I learned how to have faith. I learned how to, you know, um, how to just rely on him in all circumstances. But I wanted to share one really cool testimony, and this is out of my book. Um, It's going to be called Your Next Leap of Faith. It's coming out next year. And uh, it'll be in bookstores and stuff like that. So I'm super blessed. I'm honored to be signed with Chosen Books and Baker Publishing. Um, But I shared this really cool testimony, and I want to share it with you right now just to inspire you and maybe challenge you um, in this short episode to give more to the Lord. So I was driving home from the police academy one day, and I, I just wanted more of God. And so I was like, Lord, I want you to take me somewhere. I have a 45-minute drive home. Take me somewhere. Where do you want me to go? And I'm driving. I start praying in tongues after I asked that. And I got a picture of GameStop in the mall. And then I just said, okay, Lord, what's going to happen at GameStop? And I started praying in tongues again. And I saw this image of a spine that was crooked. And it was like up against a white wall, which this is super crazy because I'm driving down the highway at like, well, actually it was Seattle traffic. So I was probably sitting on the highway, but I was operating a motor vehicle and I had this open vision of the spine against a white wall and it was crooked and a giant hand came from like off the, you know, quote unquote screen off the image and straightened the spine out to the proper posture. And I was like, wow, okay, that was crazy. And uh, I had a couple other words, but that was the one that really stuck out to me. And so I just said, okay, Lord, like, let's do this. And I began to pray over that person, whoever they were. And I took a video. I recorded myself because I wanted people to know, like, hey, this is real. And so it had the timestamp and everything. And I said, hey, guys, I just asked God to lead me. And this is what he said. And this is what time it is. Well, I end up going to the mall because GameStop's in the mall, and as I'm walking up to the store, I can see the store off to my right. Here comes a guy walking with a cane, and he's limping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if this is the guy. My heart starts racing, and I go up to him, and I start talking to him, and I'm like, hey man, this is going to sound crazy, but like, do you have spine issues? Is that why you have that cane? He's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, God totally sent me here. He's going to heal you. And I showed him the video and I showed him the notes in my phone. And I was like, look, this was 45 minutes ago. Like I've been driving from the Seattle area just to come meet you. And he was just like, what? You know, and it was this crazy interaction. And so I prayed and his his, uh, wife was there and I think they had a, a, a young child. So we all held hands. We prayed and, uh, he tested his back out and he said all of his pain had left. I think he w- he had some stiffness still because he had been dealing with it for a while. But the pain left, and he began to, like, do a little dance. <laughs> and so we took a video testimony of that. He gave glory to God, and I took a video of him walking out of the mall, and he was not using his cane. He was, like, holding it like a piece of luggage, like holding it by his side. Not limping, not in any pain. Like, this is God. 
And I remember just thinking, wow, the only reason I'm standing here in the mall right now is because I took a risk and I asked God to lead me somewhere and I asked him what was going to happen. And here I am. And that was crazy. And you know what? I've had tons of other times where that has happened, but I've also had times where I was praying and I saw a guy with red hair and he was standing under a bridge and I knew exactly where the bridge was. And so I drove to that bridge and guess what? He, there was no one there. Like that has happened to me tons of times as well. The point is to go out, take a risk, take a leap of faith, like practice hearing God's voice. Just go. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to quote unquote waste some of your time and you might look foolish. But I will tell you, I used to spend so much time downtown in Tacoma getting drunk and just being stupid and wasting my time and looking like a fool. And now I am proud to be a Christian and to look like a fool to the rest of the world, but to not be ashamed of what I'm doing, but to be fired up to do it. I looked like a fool for the world. I can look like a fool for Jesus Christ. Amen? So listen, this was short, but I hope that it just inspires you. One, I, I hope that this book blesses you. I have so many stories of just my walk with the Lord. I talk about my time in the army, my radical encounter with God, um, where I just got totally called out for living like a hypocrite. Um, my time as a police officer and when I almost got killed, the street ministry that I had going on. I talk about when I met my wife and the crazy journey that we've had and her almost dying and the the time that I heard God to become a missionary. And I mean, I just really go into it. But the whole time throughout these chapters, I am inspiring and I am challenging people to take their own leaps of faith. And there's a lot of scriptures in there. And I just believe it's going to be a book that activates you. And uh, and so I really hope that that blesses you. And, and I hope that this episode blessed you, even just to to take a risk, take a leap of faith. Watch what God will do with your simple yes. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening. My wife is going to be on the next episode. That will be the final episode of this season, episode 60. So make sure you hit that bell, turn on notifications so you get updated when we post it, and we'll see you next time.